Live from the WTAD studios in the Lincoln Douglas Building in downtown Quincy, it's time to pull up a chair and assemble today's WTAD News Roundtable. Start, start the show, Quay. That's what you should do. We've already started the show. Thanks for uh, joining us. Uh, the DNC is increasingly finding itself in the precarious position of having Bernie Sanders as their flag bearer. And can they abide that, especially when Mike Bloomberg is, well, floating the DNC? There's a familiarity to this year's primaries just like four years ago uh, and some recent polling from the Paul Simon Public Policy Institute at SIU seems to mirror what is happening so far across the country when it comes to primaries and caucuses. However, when we get to Milwaukee, will the convention mirror what the primaries and caucuses have said so far? And if not, what can the DNC do about it? We'll break down the Paul Simon Public Policy Institute polling numbers and what lies ahead for Democrats uh, concerning Bernie and the other candidates, although right now they're becoming less and less of an issue. We'll get into that on the back half of today's show. Joining me in studio, Steve Bull, with a goofy grin on his face, getting stuff ready on his uh, tablet. I'm not sure what that means. And Scott Hardy, who apparently has plenty of news for us uh, this morning. Good morning to you, sir. How, how, how do you know that I have plenty of news? Well, you're raring to go. You want the show to get started. Let's get to oh, it. I got okay. stuff, right? Okay, okay, okay. Good morning, everybody. Uh, good morning, Quaid. And uh, Quincy City Council has approved the first measures of Mayor Kyle Moore's plan to grow the city's population by 5,000 people over the next 10 years. The council last night voted 9-5 to five to approve an ordinance creating a retail incentive program as part of Moore's 45 by 30 plan. After the meeting, Mayor gave a recap of what those incentives will be. First is a vacant anchor uh, grant program that specifically targets the uh, large box store properties that are uh, vacant and creates a grant program uh, where if we bring in a retailer that has in more than $4 million in annual retail sales, we can help mitigate the cost to redevelop those properties. Uh, we also have a specialty retailer uh, program, which is a sales tax reimbursement based on a uh, retailer that fulfills a niche market for the city of Quincy. And last is uh, essentially a retail redevelopment program for buildings that are older than 20 years old if they want to freshen up their space, create uh, new streetscapes and place-making opportunities. The council voted 10-4 to to approve a resolution establishing a retail marketing program. That will set aside at least $50,000 to set up a retail marketing strategy, hire a consultant, develop promotional materials, and attend regional and national retail trade shows, all to attract new businesses to the city. Both programs are being paid for by the one-cent food and beverage tax. Council also approved an ordinance to annex nine properties into the city. All are located either north of or near the intersection of 24th and Locust. 
In a WTAD exclusive, Mayor Kyle Moore says that he may consider serving a third term. Uh, in, a, in an appearance yesterday on WTAD's Mary Griffith show, Moore said that a run of the third term is in fact possible. That's after saying previously that he would only serve two terms. Moore says that no Republican who, quote, shares his innovative vision for the future of Quincy, quote, has come forward. He doesn't want to leave office until the progress he's made in his first two terms as mayor can be carried forward. You can hear the full interview with Mayor Moore in the podcast section of WTAD.com. That includes a discussion of Moore's strategy to spend $33 million on roads and sewer repairs in the upcoming months. Illinois State Representative Randy Freeze stopped by Blessing Hospital's Early Learning Center on Monday. That was in regards to uh, Illinois House Bill 4490. That recent state house bill is uh, set to address a shortage of child care workers and resources, and it addresses funding needed to overcome the early childhood teacher shortage. That on-site child care facility is, serves parents working in Blessing Health System there. Uh, Free said that, quote, if we don't have child care providers and we don't have folks who probably are nurses or work in some other capacity at the hospital with a place to take their young child as well. A hearing on the bill is scheduled for Thursday morning in Springfield, and that bill would not only affect teachers, but how parents can utilize those child care resources throughout the state of Illinois. Quincy Park District has received a $15,000 grant to help it replace trees lost to an invasive insect species. Park District announced Monday that it's received the $15,000 Urban and Community Forestry Grant. The money will be used at Westview Golf Course to begin a tree replacement program. The course lost several mature ash trees that were attacked by the emerald ash borer insect. Park District's among 20 Illinois communities awarded grants administered by the Morton Arboretum in partnership with the Illinois Department of Natural Resources. The grants were awarded through a competitive process with over $200,000 in available funds distributed evenly north and south of Interstate 80. The Quincy Park District says it has to match the $15,000 grant, either financially or in kind. An organizational review of the Hannibal Board of Public Works released to the City Council there last week cost almost $30,000 in addition to management advice fees so far. That's according to our news gathering partners at KHQA-TV. Contractor fees reveal a cost of $27,000 for Phase 1, 2, and 3, and that doesn't include ongoing management fees, which cost about $200 an hour. The board declined comment during the uh, last Tuesday's BEPW meeting as well. Those new numbers are in addition to the board spending over $88,000 last year into what it calls a, quote, misuse of funds, quote, investigation. And a St. Louis man was hurt Monday in a one-vehicle accident in Marion County. The authorities say it was caused by the rain. man's identified as 67-year-old Lester Cole. And the Missouri State Highway Patrol says the accident happened at noon on U.S. 61, three miles south of Palmyra. Report says Cole lost control of his box truck on southbound 61 and that it went off the highway and overturned. Cole was taken to Hannibal Regional Hospital with what the patrol described as moderate injuries. That is a look at the latest in local news. And, of course, we'll have more for you throughout the afternoon right here on WTAD.com and on our social media pages, including both Twitter and Facebook, as this wet rain and snow mix continues to fall. It's it's a wet snow is what it is. Yeah, it's uh, pretty slushy uh, out there. And uh, after last night's uh, victory for the Raiders, Steve, 
Game night. Uh, we'll be bouncing our way Wednesday. Did yeah, I see? tomorrow night already. They're right back at it against Petersburg Porta, and it's a uh, seven o'clock game we'll have for you here on WTAD. And that's back at Rushville, Rushville for yep. the regional. This would be regional championship. Yeah, Rushville game. got knocked off on their home court last night, but wow. Uh, the uh, regional will continue there for tomorrow night, and then if they win that one, they'll play for the championship on Friday. And do either of those games preempt an Illinois broadcast? That oh, oh, don't do that to me. <laughs> uh, no, the Illini play Thursday night. Oh, good. So it'll fit right into the schedule for a change. <laughs> oh, good. good, good. Stop picking at Steve Scab. <laughs> No, it's not it that. Was, it's yeah, just, we, missed, you, you, we missed another Illini game last night. buttons, that's all. It's, 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 you know, it's a... The schedule just works out against us, unfortunately. Yeah, we're poke, bedeviled by the schedule poke, here. Poke, poke, that's all the Illini, poke. Because the Illini are having a fabulous season, and we want to bring you the games, but it's like our local teams are also having good mm-hmm. seasons, and we want to bring mm-hmm. you both. Poke, poke. So we got it Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Okay. Covered. All right. Thank you, sir. 10-15. Uh, we'll take a timeout. When we come back, Bernie Sanders, is he unstoppable? And can the DNC abide that? We'll talk about polling here in the land of Lincoln when it comes to uh, Democrat presidential candidates and Bernie Sanders next on the News Roundtable. WTAD. Okay, we know George Harrison's no longer with us, but this is his birth anniversary day. Okay, so this is a, how old would he be? Yeah. Over 70. You're both pretty good on that one. But I was surprised. At how young? How young he would be, and also, he died at the age of 58. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. I knew he had cancer and battled that for some time, but I didn't realize he was only 58 when he died. Okay, I'll tell you this. He died in November of 2001. How good's your math? Well, that would be he'd that'd be close to... <laughs> yeah. 43. Carry your one plus three. 58 and... Okay. 80? No. 79? No, 77. 77. Yeah. Okay, I can't, I can't math. <laughs> 77. Yeah, I would have uh, thought a little older than that, but all right. George Harrison. Mm-hmm. So which album was that from? Uh, that one right there. Yeah, there you go. That's not good for music trivia, no, Steve. I know. What? Wasn't and that on All say, Things Must Pass? That's where I was I, leading you I to. Think it, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. But I didn't know if that was 100% At least it was, was back when I was in college. <laughs> when I was in college, I remember that song being on All Things Must Pass. Something must have changed. <laughs> Some of the things that happened during college might have changed it. Yeah. Welcome back to the News Roundtable, Talk Radio 930 WTAD. It's 1020. Uh, I'm still not 100% sure what happened in Iowa, and I'm not sure I was 100% sure what happened in Iowa, and that means even with the final results, but in New Hampshire and Nevada, and it looks like coming up at South Carolina is going to be Bernie, 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 Bernie. And this has got uh, people at the DNC a little concerned because they're not sure if they're ready to go full Bernie, meaning full socialist. Um, so uh, let me introduce the uh, Paul Simon 
public policy institutes at uh, SIU polling uh, that occurred earlier this month, a couple of weeks ago. And what they found, uh, they uh, surveyed a 1,000 people uh, between the 10th and the 17th, which is interesting, and I'll, and I'll throw the dates matter on this poll. Uh, because it was before the Nevada debate that Michael Bloomberg did so bad in. So the Paul Simon Public Policy Institute numbers showed that uh, 22% of likely Democrat voters in Illinois are lining up behind Senator Bernie Sanders. Um, the next closest candidate uh, is Michael Bloomberg at 17%. Now, there are some people who are like, eh, 1,000 people isn't that much. Chicago Tribune doesn't like this Paul Simon uh, poll. Uh, they've got some issues uh, with uh, some of the numbers and how it was weighted, and they shared that. Uh, but I'm not sure that even with the Chicago Tribune's issues, that the results still fall outside the uh, uh, plus or minus the uh, uh, and the the terminology for that just left me for a second. Um, thank you. The uh, uh, something of error. Anyway, uh, Bernie Sanders twenty two percent, Michael Bloomberg seventeen percent. Why the the dates matter is because uh, after the Nevada. Uh, Debate, Michael Bloom, which Michael Bloomberg did not have a good night, uh, a lot of people thought that perhaps his numbers would suffer. So you have a situation where perhaps this polling isn't reflective of where people would be at now. Maybe that situation's more fluid than this survey shows. Like I said, the Chicago Tribune has a problem with the people who were polled because apparently the Tribune says Chicago wasn't represented statistically correctly uh, they point out that uh, there's too many men in this poll uh, even though the majority of the state's population is female they also say that uh, the percentage of the those polled 25 percent came from chicago and they say that the chicagoland area uh, represents 35% of the Illinois population. So that's their problems. Again, I don't know that this uh, falls within the margin of error, um, but the, that's the Tribune's beef about this. The larger beef is can the DNC abide that Bernie Sanders looks like he's on the way to enough delegates to get the nomination? And if he gets there before we get to Milwaukee, what does the DNC do about that? Can they do anything about that? You've heard conversations over the last week or so about a contested convention. I don't know that that's going to be good for anybody. Uh, will Illinois delegates stick with a primary winner? Now, please know Illinois' primary is after Super Tuesday. So we'll have a lot clearer picture of who is where by the time Illinois votes on this uh, primary. However, Bernie could have a big enough lead at that point in time that you would have to stop and say to yourself, I don't know if there's any not getting behind him at this point. Um, do you have a contested convention in Milwaukee? If you do, what does that look like? Would that just be chaos inside and out? Bernie, four years ago, got hosed by the DNC. 
Uh, he took the uh, the money, the payoff, walked away in the end. Uh, could could Bernie take another payoff? Could he could he could Bernie be bought off again? Will his devotees abide that, or uh, do you believe uh, some of his campaign workers who've been caught on tape, uh, courtesy of James O'Keefe and Project Veritas, who say if Bernie doesn't get the nomination in Milwaukee, uh, Milwaukee will burn? No pun intended. Uh, there's going to be issues, and that uh, Milwaukee this year will make Chicago, even though they had the dates wrong, Chicago of 68, look like a picnic. My words, not theirs. They just said there would be problems uh, if Bernie doesn't get the nomination. Now, if he shows up and he's got the uh, number of delegates you need to have the nomination, how are you going to take it away from him? How are you going to take it away from him? And still stand behind the process itself. That's the problem. This is where chaos comes in. If the DNC overturns their primaries and caucuses uh, at delegate numbers in Milwaukee, there'll be chaos inside the building and outside the building. Now, uh, I'm not sharp on my uh, primary you know, and uh, convention rules. And they may change every four years. I believe they set it up beforehand, before the convention starts. Could that be an area where Bernie is set up to lose? And shouldn't he have people in place to make sure that that doesn't happen uh, this time? Um, does Bernie, if not, if he doesn't get the nomination, branch off and say, you know what, I'm going to go do my own thing. I'm going to try and run as a writing independent, and in four years I know I'll be way over 80 I'll have my own socialist, Democrat socialist party. Is that even Bernie's goal? I don't know that that's the case. It's Putin's goal. Putin already has a country that he's in charge of. And he's uh, meddling in ours. I believe they do it pretty much every time we have an election. Well, uh, that's not it. That's how he's doing it. Okay, so then he does it every four years anyway, yeah. but I'm not sure what. I mean, what Putin has to do with the DNC convention, that would be an interesting thing to bring into it. Again, that's chaos at that point in time. Uh, does Putin want a Democrat Socialist Party in, in the United States? Like Scott's? I don't he know. Wants, he wants chaos, is what well, he wants. Well, that looks like we're on the road to that. So if that's the goal, then he's a lot closer to getting what he wants. Does Bernie want that chaos. I can't imagine Bernie wants that chaos, but if we uh, end up at a perpendicular, at a fork in the road, does Bernie play ball with the DNC? Uh, because they really don't want him sitting at the head of the table, especially when Mike Bloomberg's the one who's floating the DNC. We've been down this road before. Four years ago, did we really think that the DNC was going to let Bernie have that nomination while the Clinton Foundation was floating? That We were like, no, it's not going to happen. They're not going to let it happen. They didn't. How is this going to be any different this time, except it's a clearer lead and victory setup for Bernie? There's not that muddled area unless Bloomberg or some other candidate can close that gap and make some noise on Super Tuesday. And if you're saying, well, what about Joe Biden? He's further down in this polling than Bloomberg, and he's uh, and Elizabeth Warren is down beneath uh, Amy Klobuchar and Pete Buttigieg. Pete Buttigieg is at 13% in polling at Illinois. By the way, he scores lower in the Chicago area than he does downstate, which I find fascinating considering South Bend 
in in many cases is considered a an exurb <laughs> yeah. of Chicago. Yeah. So I find it interesting that Mayor Pete does worse in the Chicago land area than in the rest of the state. Can the DNC let Bernie and his ideology lead the party? Can Bernie bring the factions of the DNC together to be something more than just not Trump? Is he that kind of a leader? This is what we're looking at. And if we can't get these questions answered, if Bernie can't elevate himself to be that leader, and I'm not betting on that, I think we're going to get, like Scott said, we're going to get Putin's wet dream, which is chaos in Milwaukee. Stay tuned. South Carolina coming up uh, later this week. Super Tuesday after that in Illinois later on. That is the Tuesday edition of the News Roundtable. We'll be back in tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. You should be here, too. The News Roundtable will reconvene tomorrow morning at 10.06 a.m. on AM 930 WTAD. Podcast available online at WTAD.com.